Meanwhile, across town, a young man was wondering, can he rationalize his dreams? You know, you have these dreams, you have these random thoughts, and these these are supposedly, you know, like, I guess, things from your subconscious. I say that to say this. The other night I had a dream, you know, and I'll talk in my sleep. Like, my wife will kind of, like, nudge me, or she'll, sometimes she'll have to wake me, you know, bring me to out of sleep to to fully alertness alertness sure sure out of my slumber um because i was talking in my sleep and i'll say things like oh the butter in the fridge you know something like that should just wake me up sometimes it's bad i'll be like screaming but it'll be like in my sleep so it's muffled screaming you know Mm -hmm. like oh get out you know (laughs) it's like she has to get me out well apparently recently as in a few nights ago i said i could murder you in my sleep, you know, I don't know, if, and I don't, I don't know if that's grounds for divorce or if my wife's gonna leave me. I mean, at one point, she told me I vaguely remembered it, and I and I asked her the next day, and she said, "Yeah, you said, you said I could totally murder you," but she said I said it like, "I could totally murder you, treat me like shit." So I don't know if I was like a old man in my dream. I don't remember dreaming about. That's the thing about you might be saying someone else's line. Maybe I can imagine that. If maybe could have been somebody talking yeah. to you, and you're just you know. I mean, she did have a, a, a glorious affair mm-hmm. in the dream. Oh, But then yeah. there were these high school kids trying to break into the house with knives trying to right. kill us. I was going to say you should check under her pillow just oh in, case, in case she's prepared for the next time you have some knives. I don't her. know. I mean, we always joke about her slowly poisoning me, like mm-hmm. Investigation Discovery, like she's just slipping arsenic into my food, you know, slowly right. but surely over the course of many years. It doesn't take a whole lot of arsenic, I wouldn't think. Well, just but a little bit, you know, so they don't suspect anything. Maybe like the sixth sense, the pine right. saw. If you end up taking like more sick days than usual. Right, 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 right. 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 Mark, you should mark your sick days you on the calendar. Keeping her sick. Yeah, that was. Ugh. I think that was frightening than any more frightening than any right? other part of the movie. It was just terrifying like, that somebody I, could do that. Yeah, and you watch the, the the spoon go into the mouth, and it's like you know that smell of pine salt. You know it. But you, with all that you soup, remember it. Would you still know it? Would you? So, what would you recommend? I mean, do you analyze your dreams that much at all? I haven't dreamt in a while, but yes, yeah, I have. You haven't couple, dreamt in a while. Yeah, sadly, because I, I put on something to go to sleep to. Uh huh. And I think that really, plus, you know, any sort of substance, you know, alcohol, okay, okay, cigarettes, okay, okay. staying up late, too much coffee, I drink a lot of gotcha, coffee in the day. Got gotcha. you, Anywho, I've had a, a dream moods bookmarked on my computer for years, and I've got a couple of dream interpretation books. Cool thing, it, well, sad, I don't know if it's cool and sad. Cool thing is, humans have been dreaming for so long, and culturally, you're going to have a tendency, like certain things, symbolisms will be the same for you as they are for me, like at mm. McDonald's. Okay. You know, if you see a happy sure. meal in your dream. You see the be. arch, you know what it but means. But if somebody lives in Zimbabwe or whatever, they, no, McDonald's is probably not. They might not not away. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, but so it's such a human thing that I think there is a certain level of reliability to dream interpret, you know, uh, dream symbols. Okay. You know, but I, I was buying all these books and I started seeing the same definitions. I have it on my phone. I've got it on my laptop. I've got a couple of books at home. Yeah. And uh, it's not about memorizing, but the key thing is, what does that thing mean to you? Because mm. that's the only way. You're the only one who can ever deeply, you know, investigate your own dream. Or I don't know. I mean, sometimes it's so random. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it seemed more of like a horror dream. And I would like to think that I wouldn't have any like nefarious bones in my body hmm. or evilness in, in within me churning, you know, I've in my slumber. I've been in a dream. Have you ever had that? What? Yeah, no, just one time. I, no, it was never. like in a stadium. I was up in the bleachers and it wow. was like some warlord. And I, would, I had been sleeping in this weird bamboo shack up in the stands. 
and they woke me up and I was scared of shit and then I was castrated and I'm like oh so that's is that God. a horror dream or something I had to look uh, that one up I don't know what do they what do they call that torture porn you know or gore porn or gore or porn yeah, but it was like know. it was quick I didn't see yeah. it happening I just knew that right but I, you knew it happened yeah I, I've never imagined myself castrated before I've had a lot of flying dreams but the flying isn't really flying it's more like like I have to like run in the air and like mm-hmm. by running and keeping my legs moving like a Oh, like yeah. a like a cartoon sure <laughs> wiley coyote yeah i don't Spider-Man? know i don't and Fuck somebody me. always sees me and tries to shoot me down i don't know oh wow you know like four that is interesting you know? it's kind of like pull maybe it's not four it's pull yeah yeah <laughs> it could be, it could yeah be i don't know i was i was just very happy that my wife didn't pack up the right the house and, and the kid and drive off and you know or just pack you up and right. push you at the end of the driveway oh, no. <laughs> in yeah. the trash cans it could it could still happen so you, do you remember? Do you remember anything about it? No, not really. Like I said, the high school kids were breaking in the okay. house with knives. And maybe that's what it was towards. But but my wife, you know, Jen, she swears that I was that I was coming for her. Yeah. That I was gumming. Gumming? Gumming. Gunning? Gumming for her. Yeah. I don't know. You'll get her when you're ancient and you got no teeth left. You'll be gumming, gumming at her. Come here. Excuse me. Sorry about that. Mm. Shouldn't have. You should uh, put all the... Oh, it's a girl I'm talking to. I miss that feeling. Uh, Okay, this is okay. Awkward. It's showtime. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. I'm sitting on a gold mine. Don't make me smack you, sweetheart. I'll do it. What are you? I'm Batman. <laughs> Sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! This town needs an enema. This most non non heinous. Welcome to Comic Con. Sorry, hey, excellent podcast for the rest of us, of course. My name is Nick Stevens. I'm your host. With me today, returning guest Mitchell Ryder. Mitchell Ryder. Hey, the interesting thing about me is my name. By the way, yeah, absolutely, of course, and your charm. Some say. And your multifaceted angles. Okay. You know, when you look east and you look west, we don't know if you're going south or north. My polyhedron or something. Yeah. And I heard you went uh, parasailing in the Himalayas recently. I did. It was a CIA mission to. uh, I don't know if you can disclose all the, well, the details. Well, I'm with them. They're not with me. Understood. To Fantastic. Quote, thanks. Quote. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having <laughs> me. I needed a place to crash at. I'd lay low. Oh, okay. While, absolutely. So. You know, the futon is here. Mm-hmm. You know, did I did company. I leave the dog out here? You yeah, got the she's, dog. Okay. She's sleeping soundly. Okay. Good. Thank goodness. She's bored goodness. to hell already. You know, we were uh, supposed to talk about a movie today. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But before we get into that, I do want to talk a little bit more about maybe not so much dreams, but some of the. Uh... Oh. So Can I... you hear that very well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right, right in the ears. <laughs> That's awesome. Wook's, uh, <laughs> Wookie doesn't care about the podcast. No, but, no. yeah. Those Brussels Griffins. She's going to rough her off. I could murder you one yeah, day. <laughs> I could murder you. Time travel. Last time you were here, we talked a little bit oh, about yeah. time travel movies. Have you yeah. seen a show called El Tiempo de Ministerio? I want to be sarcastic, but no, I haven't. <laughs> it's a Spanish show. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix. Dude, it is probably the most clever time travel show I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's the best thing I've ever seen about time travel. Uh, you know, I just that's came a high bar, it. man. That's it's a, a high pretty bar. high. It's a pretty high bar, but I don't know. Um, there's three people, right? Mm-hmm. It focuses on three different characters from three different eras. Uh, as part of a ministry, like an organization, whose mission it is to uh, send their agents back in time to thwart other people who have gone back in time to change things for their own means or their own okay. or their own greed, and it's part of a part of a they call it the Ministry of Time. Um, one one guy's a paramedic from today, from 2015. Uh, the other person is a budding feminist uh, from the late 19th century. You know, so she's great. And then there's an old. Uh, uh, an older guy from like the 15th century or 1500s um, from the army of Flanders. He's uh, you have to little, know a little bit about Spanish yeah. history, but okay. it also, but it also teaches you every episode is like Flanders a history lesson. Is Spanish. Yeah. yeah. I, it sounded yeah. Irish, but I, I guess uh, his Irish. name is Alonzo and he, he's like, he's like a warrior. He's like a soldier from that nice. era. So he's kind of like, like the muscle in way, even though he's not really like a big guy, but, um, but the show, I mean, it's just brilliant. There's all these great pop culture references to Terminator and Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. So it's got a little bit of that westernized feel, but it's very Spanish. It's very immersed in the Spanish culture um, and then the history. And they can only go anywhere back in time in Spain. Oh, okay. So it's not like, yeah. They're confined in that. Right. Interesting. So that's it's it's really, really cool. I, I really think you, you should check it out. I, I think anybody listening to the podcast should check it out. Everybody. Every single um, one of them. We invested in this heavily. Absolutely. So double click. This episode is sponsored by El Tiempo de Ministerio. <laughs> El Tiempo. <laughs> There's only three seasons, and the third season uh, came on Netflix, and I guess that's why that's they a picked lot of up seasons the old, yeah. for something to have never yeah. heard of. But yeah, you should check it out. I mean, if, if you, subtitles doesn't annoy you, no, so. I, I I actually watch everything with subtitles. But yeah, me too. Me too. I have to when it comes to foreign language stuff. So yes. it, it requires a different level of focus because I know I'm going to have to watch it. I had a roommate who did it. He wa- he watched everything with subtitles religiously. I guess he would fall asleep to it, yeah. so he'd keep it low, and that's kind of how it started. Right. My mother and I started because yeah. we didn't, our TV, I guess the sound system wasn't great. So yeah. we, instead of having to turn it up and then turn it back down when there's a loud part. You know? I love it now. It's, I mm-hmm. watch everything with subtitles now. Yeah. And you don't want to miss a joke or something I don't. Like that. I feel like I, I missed out on things before that I didn't catch before because mm-hmm. I, I never really heard what they were actually saying, yeah. you know, the, completely. There, you know what? I, it's sad when I meet people that like have no interest in watching a movie or, or a show a second time. Like yeah. they hate reruns. Yeah. They would never... One of my aunts is like that. She's like, I would never watch a movie a second time. I'm like, right? Uh, well, you you really? missed something, or right, you know, right, 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 or maybe you just liked it so much you want to see it again. Yeah, I mean, I you know? it's a it's an emotional connection, or like if it's an action movie, you get a little you get a little high off of that. A yeah. comedy, you get a little high off that. The drama, you get your kicks off of that. Everyone's got something. Dude, I just rewatched Predator the other day, mm-hmm. and I loved every second of it. As soon as it came on with Arnold comes on the screen is like, Dylan, you son of a bitch. Like, I love that movie. 
I was know? not a big fan of it. I don't really? know why. Maybe it was a little bit. It's a, I mean, it's, it's a dumb action it. movie. It's a dumb yeah. action alien movie, but it is what it is. I mean, but it's got so much character to it. It's got. I mean, it just and it doesn't fuck around. It doesn't mm-hmm. try to mince words. It doesn't try to hold your hand. It just says, "Look, this guy. These guys came here to fuck shit up. Shit went south. Holy shit! There's an alien, <laughs> and there's Arnold to save the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. It's just so good. You know. I saw the Alien vs Predator. I think I was working at the movie theater, so I was like seventeen mm. when that when that one came yeah. out. Yeah. And that's like, but other than that, I know I'd seen some of the aliens before. Yeah, those weren't as good. They just kind of got. Predators know. feel felt gritty. Yeah. Like where the aliens, I mean, there might have been an element of grit, but I'm more like into the spacey space. Yeah, kind of I'm thing with you. I'm 100 percent with you. Than like the jungle. Yeah. I'm still thinking about that time travel thing in the back of my head. Like, I want to know like what was different about. Oh, first of all, yeah. How does somebody get recruited <laughs> into the Ministry of Time? Glad you said that. So, like, one of the main characters, that the, the the paramedic from today's time, I guess his wife was killed, and he um, more that's more or less part of his backstory. It's not really why he got recruited. He ends up getting recruited because he ends up seeing two other guys from like colonial times, basically. You stumble upon it. That's in, what in, in, a, in a house fire, and he sees them right, mm-hmm. and so he was reporting this stuff, and they think he's lost his mind because ever since his wife died, he hasn't been the same. So they think he's losing it. So the guy, the main guy from the ministry comes to visit him and says, look, we know you've been seeing these visions. Can you describe them to us? So they recruit him because they don't want their secret getting out. And that's how they kind of, and that's why I thought it was even cooler because instead of just like wiping their memory or anything like that, like like Men in Black style, yeah. they're like, oh, well, you're going to work for us now. And right. it's an actual like bureaucracy. They have people in the kitchen. They have people in a bar. They have an old uh, painter, Velasquez, a famous uh, Spanish painter from uh, from from famous painting times yeah <laughs> and he's in there he's their sketch the artist you know they have a they have a field agent that goes out and recruits people so it's just really i think you'd love it there's so many layers to it yeah. i think you'd really like it so I, I check it out and if I you're would. listening to this please you guys check it out too email us mm. at comic if you have a favorite time travel show that's not quantum leap agreed yeah I don't, there is one i started watching that I, I like the concept of it it's got has the guy from will and grace whose name i forget so I'm glad you brought that up. You know it. That's called Timeless, right? Timeless? Or Time? Probably not. I don't know. I don't know. I want to say, like, I, I've, there's so many on there. That like, show got sued by the creators of this show that I'm talking about because there's cool. so many similarities. Okay. Well, yeah. I know that in this one, it was like how they, they're basically, they weren't necessarily time traveling. They kind of were, but they were going into bodies okay. of people who oh, okay. were about to die. Okay. So they know that that person was going to die at X time. So they just got to find a way to get that person. Well, that no, doesn't, they that know doesn't th- sound anything like this one. Well, like uh, the guy from Will and Grace, his character, he's an FBI agent. He was investigating just just some kind of weirdness or whatever. And there's this group of people all kind of not connected at all, but they all end up at this yeah. building at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he is just about like he's chasing somebody through the building and he's about to fall down an elevator shaft and somebody grabs him at the last second and then you hear a timer go off and then the person, whoever he, you know, whose body he right. was waiting for right, comes right. back and they're like, yeah, he would have died at 1159. But since he was going to be dead, that's when we took over his body. And now he's a vessel. Time travel is tricky. A, it is tricky. A lot, like so many different aspects and this ways. This time travel thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> It'll fry an egg on your head. <laughs> Looper. Super. I cut you off. Well, you were saying something far more important. No, no, I don't think I was. Oh, good. That's really the thing I only had. Just another Tuesday. Just another Tuesday. We could travel back to 1985 and talk about a movie called Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. We could. Do you really want to, though? <laughs> Do you really want to? Do I have to owe you an apology? Okay, look. No. <laughs> look. <laughs> no, you I like how I said, yeah. do I have to owe you one? That's <laughs> do I have to? You don't have to. <laughs> I do feel bad because I, you know, I, I brought this movie up. I was like, hey, how would you like to do this movie for, you know, the I podcast? The crap. It's not your fault. Sure, sure. But I don't know. I was watching this again and I was like, man, this movie was, 
it's really cinematic. Like when it's the movie starts, to talk about. it is definitely something <laughs> to talk about. I really remembered enjoying it as a mm-hmm. kid. Um, for some reason, my mom would show these movies to us, and like some of them were like really not cool to show kids, especially like the Road Warriors, like darker. And the first one, his family's murdered, you know. But this one was like, you know, Tina Turner's in it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little lighter. You got Lord of the Fly kids. They said it was the only of the series rated PG thirteen. Yeah, the okay. The rest of them were rated R. Yeah, that makes that. sense. You know, now that I think about it, there wasn't a lot of blood. There was the, uh, you know, I don't know if it was in the earlier ones. Maybe it was in Road Warrior, and I didn't notice. But one of the guys, I think, it was Blackfinger, who's the mechanic in the beginning, he's yeah. got the, the thing hooked up to his neck. He's got a like a tube. Okay. Like a blood, like if he's a blood bag or something. And it, I don't know. I didn't catch that. They didn't mention it. They don't talk right. about it at all. It's just I. That was a, the second <laughs> time I watched it. So, listeners, I was kind of, <laughs> I started watching the movie as a, a duty to Nick. I, I felt foolish. I'm like, you had a little resentment it. towards me. Yeah. And then and then I was like, I got to take notes. I got to know what I'm talking about. I got to put yeah. in yeah. my my effort. And then a second time, I didn't even make it through the whole time, uh, the first, first viewing. But the second time I popped it in, I started taking notes. And I was like, wait, I shouldn't even mention the notes. I know I feel like a nerd, Nick. So I yeah, watched... I <laughs> I watched the first half leading up to when he meets when he's when he's saved by the group of kids yeah. the Never Neverland kids mm-hmm. and uh, you said you lost speed or something or you just kind of fell out in and out of it yeah I was just I was just kind of like in and out of it after that because I watched the second half on the train and I was kind of do- mm-hmm. dozing off on the train okay, on the train ride home or today no or, t- no recently or, to rewatch it for oh, the show sorry. yeah I'm all over the place when I when I first saw it as a kid I don't even remember how old I was mm-hmm. I remember loving it you know. I just remember loving his character. I've always loved like the lone hero with the tragic flaws, the mm-hmm. silent type doesn't say anything, you know, saves the day. Watching it again, like Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson's not like a big guy. He's not like, he's not like Arnold. He's not like ripped or anything like that. No, he's not. But he's a badass. Like you just believe that he's going to fuck people up. You know so, what I mean? I was just super curious. I, you know, that was the third of the movie and has, it's got the Tina Turner. Yeah. Who's an American. Yeah. And I started wondering, like, how did this get so popular over here? Yeah. Like, I don't see a lot of... Uh, no, it's got, all Australians. I think there are Australian actresses. Well, that's what I noticed more than like, yeah. the actors. Well, isn't Hugh Jackman's Australian, right? But Oh, uh, yeah. You know, Nicole Kidman and, well, Margot Robbie now. But, like, over the years, there's just been slightly more and more international stars. Yeah. And I guess we kind of are the movie capital of the world, or the Hollywood. It's gotten bigger now, but, like, then... It, you're right. It's absolutely surprising. I, just, that I don't this, know anything on Australian yeah. TV and Australian movies. Like every yeah. once in a while, you stumble on something on Netflix, or you hear about some movie that's really good. Oh, this is this is from Australia. That's it's, it's true. It's true. I don't know what other people know because you don't talk about Mad Max <laughs> except the newest one. People <laughs> never shut up about that. But you know, the older ones. The first thing that always got me was the language that they used. It was yeah. Like the kind of broken. Yeah. Speech, and I'm like, plus they're Australian, so they're all they're art. Like there's we remembered it. Remembered yeah. it and marked it down. Right. I've got an interesting. I, I think it's interesting. I probably should not say the thing about the language. Yeah. When the kids are using it, it kind of makes sense when you've got the group of kids because, uh, you know, some of the elements that they've got, like they have that TV. They call it the telling when she's yeah. telling the story. Yeah. And I didn't think about it till the ride over here, and I'm like, well, television, telly, yeah, the telling, yeah. And they built that that stick. Te- fake television like Peter Griffin right. had when they had to turn off the right. satellite. Right, 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 right. And I was like, okay. So they were young. They, the oldest ones remember something about it. Also, the guy's name is Slake, which mm. I think is interesting, like something Slake Your Thirst. I've just never heard of that as a like name. Like a combination of silver and lake. That is, I still like mine better. Okay, Slake, sure. Because yeah. you're thirsty. They're surrounded yeah. by the mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. The but, nothing uh, will get well, I imagine they must have been old enough to remember some things about yeah. the past. But as far as the broken English kind of goes, it, it makes sense for them because they're kids and they're like growing. Right. 
But when you look at the adults over in Bartertown speaking with their broken English, mm -hmm. it's almost like a degradation of civilization. Like their society, the language, you know, you're not to say people are only as good as the language that they're speaking, but no, but it does paint the picture mm -hmm. in terms of like what, what they're working with, how long they've been a society, maybe, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because you look at their sophistication as a society and that, that's, the language is, is, is a clear marker of that, you know, a clear yeah. indicator of that. Well, I, but I, before you dive into Bartertown... Yeah, sorry about it, that. No, 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 you're good, you're good. No, no, you're good. How... For the kids listening home that maybe don't know what the okay. hell this fucking movie's about, mm -hmm. dystopian future, one guy... So gets knocked off his neck gets knocked off his uh his carriage full of yeah. being carried by camels you know he did uh, have camels too that's so weird like the guy steals his camels and all basically he's kind of like jack burton in big trouble little china that just wants his truck back he just wants his camels back mm -hmm. and yeah. he goes in a bar to town to get the camels back unloads all his goddamn guns tina turner brings him up and in, in, into the he, he gets a meeting with tina turner who's right. the head who's the quote unquote head of bar to town mm -hmm. and then hilarity ensues Sure. You know what I mean? I mean, I, you know that's that's, I, I, that's the movie. I mean, he if if he never went in the barter town, we wouldn't have a movie. Well, he got knocked off. You know, he got robbed, so he right. had to. Right, exactly. What else was he gonna do? He's it's kind of like a western in that back. right. You know? Sorry, it's kind of like a western in that right. You know? I guess I don't watch you know? many westerns. Oh. I haven't seen many westerns. So somebody gets something stolen and they go after it. I mean, that's yeah, that's like or a somebody story. kills somebody. You know, somebody killed somebody. <laughs> so it, was, it could have been a revenge story. It could have been a sweet yeah. revenge story. But uh, I love the father-son duo in the plane, like, and that the kid knows how to fly. Yeah. He apparently, doesn't know how to drive camels. So is the dad no, on the wing. No, I love it. I love it. It would seem kind of almost more effective, or like it reasonable that the dad would continue flying right, the plane right, right, while right. the kid nope, drops down. No, no, no. And he's so young. <laughs> but. But I love. I love the scene in Bartertown when he unloads all those guns. I, I thought it would have been like. I mean, it definitely <laughs> is funny, but I, it didn't seem like it was almost like. The movie didn't acknowledge it as much. They did the cutaway, right, looking back right. at his face when he keeps doing it, and then uh, I don't know. It was a great moment, but it's one of those things like you mentioned earlier. It's like you know that there, you said there were a lot of firsts, yeah, in this movie, yeah. And I know I've seen it in movies, you know, since then over at the age. Of, the first one for me was it was Oscar, was Sylvester Stallone. Oh, okay, you yeah, that? absolutely. You're goddamn right. I did. Yeah, with yeah, when his daughter's getting married. That. Yeah, yeah that got, movie is great. Guy, his henchman comes in. He's like. Give me your guns. Give me your weapons. All of them. And he just keeps unloading. Yeah, dude, dynamite. that would be so good. Shit, Underrated. Shillelagh. So that's, you know, but that was obviously a comedy and this wasn't obviously a comedy. The only other moment I thought was at the, was at the very end, the guy's hanging off the thing when they're yeah. on the thing and and he's got to like do the pull-ups to avoid, this, you know, the, every, those four brackets are coming right, by. He's right. on the train. I don't want to give too much away. No, no, you're good, you're good. Story, but it was just like, that was the only obviously funny part of the movie like it was kind of supposed to be comedic i don't want to talk about that well i like the idea that there's a, a town revolving around just trading things you know right. what i'm saying yeah because it's kind of like like again the world's ended you know dystopian future i think in the second one gas was like the number one resource so like you know he, he actually like in the first one after his family's killed it's more of a revenge story the second one he's just a lone guy he road gets warrior. yeah in road war he gets pulled into uh, and 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 uh, he gets pulled into a fight with Humongo or whatever some the the weird fucking steroid riddled Jason with a mm -hmm. mask you know right um just because he's antagonizing like another group of people they're just trying to survive and he wants to steal their fuel so it's all about stealing the fuel you know what I'm saying yeah. and Mad Max just wants the fuel so he can just keep going he's like give me the gasoline and I'll help you guys out and ultimately he does the right thing when he doesn't really want to and then, and that happens in this one too where he like 
Look, he just wants his goddamn camels back. Road Warrior, wasn't you know? he? Didn't he end up driving like the decoy? Yeah, the decoy. He drives yeah. a decoy, and it's a, there's a gigantic, epic, like forty-five minute yeah. long chase scene, and it was shot with like real cars, real wrecks, so many dangerous stunts that people didn't even want to come near it. Mm-hmm. You know, that is crazy. They did that in two minutes. I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. Road Warrior. I think I, I haven't seen the first. I did, and see it kind of retreads Warrior. it a little bit in this one in Thunderdome. Yeah, he sacrifices himself again yep. Yep. in a way. I was I was looking at so the first thing you know for me when he got to the woke up with the kids this was I thought was very interesting because he almost dies in the desert right she wraps him up drags him back mm-hmm. and that's kind of like a funeral wrapping almost yeah then all the kids are around him for some reason I don't know if they put white powder on him the movie doesn't say anything about it yeah, but yeah, the scene yeah. is very obviously his body is covered in white yeah and they're all around him like softly chanting yeah and the camera's panning out and then the next scene he's inside and they're like cutting his hair. I was like, this is like a death and rebirth scene. Yeah. And then he wakes up. They freak out. He comes out. He, he looks backwards. like Nick Fury. And then he's upside down. And they're like, fly, Walker, fly. And that was so, I got a flashback of Hook. Oh, yeah. Pan, Very much like, so. Fly, Peter Pan. And they're trying Very to do all these things. So. You're surrounded by kids. Another correlation. The kids, I feel like it was so important the difference between Barter Town and how these, it's probably very obvious movie critics are like, yeah, of course, dummy. But to me, I don't see it always so clear cut like that. I feel like I'm grasping at straws. Hey, I'm with you. I, yeah, but it was, you know, in in the town, they're telling him, all right, how, Tina Turner hires him, auntie, her name is auntie, hires him to. She's fantastic in this. I love her in this. I didn't think there was a whole lot of, I mean, yeah, she was fun to look at and she does. <laughs> I read that her chainmail dress was like 121 pounds or something. Which oh, I'm really? Super curious about, but interesting. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I don't know. But aren't we a pair? Raggedy man. I don't know her well enough to like judge if she yeah. did well or not. Yeah, fair enough. She's pretty to look at. Yeah, uh, fair enough. I look raggedy man. Yeah, that is sexy. <laughs> See you later, soldier. Yeah, that was a very <laughs> end. That that was. I don't know. It was a crazy. Like the last two hours. She doesn't have much though. She's like in the first chunk and she's at the very end chunk. Yeah. And her motivations aren't really ever explained. She's just kind of there. Okay. The trade, like you said, a bar town. I was thinking it's, I liked that it, it was like sacred. That yeah. was their thing. They definitely, they had a law, but trade was in, in, in an era like that. They never say, they know, they do make comment that there's a war, but they don't say it's like, oh, it's World War Three. Right, 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 right. Which I'm theorizing that it, was because right. Tina Turner's like obviously she made she made a reference to that when she was like after it happened yeah and after a, what happened you know what I'm the, saying I love that I like the it Thunderdome guy thing he also mentions the war and then the kids mention the apocalypse pause we can't just uh, skip over the Thunderdome guy that guy is the MVP of this entire movie the guy's like mm-hmm. remember the wheel every turn. <laughs> A life spins he, he out of focus. The oh my god! Then he introduced the Thunderdome. Then oh he introduced my the wheel. god! Multi-talented guy. He was. You good. know, the two men enter, one, one man, man leave. Oh, what did he say? It's dying time. Yeah. Is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It's dying. Creepy time. carnival kind of thing. Yeah, really with the hunchback, of, you know. I think it's I, so cinematic, and then all of a sudden it takes that turn afterwards, you know, and it's like, oh, Master Blaster, right? His special needs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, blast yeah. your special needs. I, I I have a theory that it's basically Matt. It's Max's compassion. Yeah, that got him in all this stuff because absolutely if he had just killed Blaster, but he didn't because he felt bad. Right. That's what put him. Which you're one hundred percent right. See, and that's yeah. the movie, kids. And then and then okay, so he gets put on the back of the horse. They send him out into the desert. And they, which I had to look up the word gulag. I don't think I. Really I thought remember. gulag was like an Something old prison. Else. Yeah. Yeah. I think right. It is. I think I don't it, know if it. 
And this is where I don't that think it kind means of American exile. Australian yeah, thing yeah, could be. Maybe it means yeah, something different. Good to call. Them. Good call. Or it could be an education, like the failing, you know, of their society. Like, no, dude, that's not a thing. Gudog means exile over. It's a horrible Australian I, accent. I did like. I, I wouldn't do even it. try it. You're lucky. Good day, mate. Brave. You, you got it. Yeah, it's all. <laughs> so another shrimp on the bottom. Let's not. <laughs> I like that they did have a quiddle on the wheel, though, and I think that was yeah. super fair. I'm like, yeah. that's great. I can't believe they could spell it, but right, they did. Right. Matthew I left. love that guy. I love that guy. Who run Barter Town? <laughs> blaster, blaster. Say loud. <laughs> yeah. That little fuck, man. Yeah. But I, and I, I've got theories about him that because they end up taking Master along with him at the end, and he puts on his clothes, and mm-hmm. he's obviously a smart guy. He's also like a little German man, you know? Right. He could have, I guess. I want to say he's German. I don't know. He just looked, he looked like a little German guy. Probably. You know, that's, probably, that's why they. I don't up. know if that's racist by saying he looks German. Yeah. You know. Obviously, it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No. I mean, if somebody all Germans says, look alike, that's true. If I eat pierogies, if someone's like, "What are you? What are you Dutch?" Is that is that from Dutchland? Deutschland? Yeah. yeah. German? Where is Dutch? I don't know. I don't know. My ignorance is showing. It's too late. Hey, my ignorance is prevailing. So don't back. worry about it. So he was a smart guy. He runs the whole the methane stuff in yeah. the world. Pig shit. I think the the crux of Mad Max would not have gotten wrapped up in that thing but it was the problem with their society like they were right. like great trade you know they, they've got their trade as like their religion almost yeah. and their law is simple and this is one of the things that reminded me about the kids like when the when she's yelling about the law two minutes and like the whole crowd is chanting along yeah, with yeah, it yeah, yeah. they're repeating it and then when it gets to the kids they're doing the same thing who are you and they all start yelling who are you who are you stop 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 be quiet yeah it's like wow. It's that it, gang mentality where the world has ended and they've they've managed to survive by just banding together and adhering to this like that they believe he's Captain Walker yeah. who's gonna save them and it's really their memories come from what were the what was that thing where he's like looking through the photos? Oh yeah, the There's viewfinder. The viewfinder thing. Called? Yeah, I remember that thing when I was a kid. Those. Everybody did, and like. But I don't understand how they made their own pictures right? viewable through that. They must have had to peel like the film off. I don't of know. The back I of just it. I thought that there was just something that was in there already, and they just made their own memories out of that. You know. That is a good. Di- well, the, the only thing is, they said that, like the co-pilot left and said, "Wait, one of us will come." For right, you. but somebody just said that story and just passed it down. That's what yeah. I imagined. I I think that because that would be like me finding a comic book, you know, yeah. and being like, "Look." In here, a group called the X-Men lived and they fought Magneto. And it's like, well, no, hang, hold on. This was published. This is fiction. This didn't... <laughs> Shut up, Mr. Glass. You know? <laughs> I should have known because of the kids. Yeah. Yeah. I saw Coheed and Cambria and they opened with that quote. Like, I've really? never seen them. In, I've never seen them live before at the time. They, were like, they opened with the Unbreakable quote? Yeah, that one is like, you know, I should have known. It's because of the kids. They called me Mr. Glass. And I was like, Interesting. Down, 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 down. And they're like, oh. That has nothing. Yeah, it's so random, but I love that. It was. It was phenomenal. It was very excitable. It was, it was a great show? Probably, yeah. No, it was. <laughs> I, I feel it more than I remember it visually or auditorially or anything. I, I still have some of their stuff on like my iPod that will come on randomly. And, it, and it's good. I like stuff like that because it has a, a reference point. In my life, where like I remember hearing it, I think it's for everyone. I mean, you, you know, might remember the specific time and place, but yeah. I think like psychologically or yeah. whatever, it takes you back to yeah, that, absolutely. Where I can listen to some terrible band that I liked yeah. when I was fifteen. Same here, and uh, I don't enjoy it the same way. <laughs> no, I know but I still kind of like it in a way mm-hmm. because it has that same kind of nostalgic sentimental feel. You know, yeah. like a band like Seven Mary Three can play, and you're like, oh, I remember ah. exactly where I was when I first heard this song, and. 
And then when you pull up to that stoplight, you turn it down real low because mm-hmm. you don't want anybody else, you know, to hear it. You? Yeah. But you do this now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair yeah. enough. Or like, uh, what's the another Sonic. one? That's what they're always yeah, talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow Morrowland? They got the Sonic? Yeah. yeah. There is no Tomorrow Morrowland. I couldn't figure out there were why, cities. why the art, the the depiction of Captain Walker looks so much like him. I was like, come on, dude. At that yeah, point, it's like, really if, close. You, if you found your it's own really likeness close. on a wall like that and showing up in random, yeah, it's your job now. Like that's, I mean. I like it when Anne Hesh tries to run off with the rest of the girls <laughs> and he fucking stops her. That, again, that was compassion because because, because he does he knows those kids will will die. It, this, and coming from and if you know the trilogy and you know the, the history of the character, you know he lost his son and his wife. Okay. So like, I feel like there's a little bit more emotion in that because he's like, if you go off right mm-hmm. now th- with those kids, mm-hmm. they're gonna die. Yeah. So he, he gives her a warning shot. Then he throws the spear. He gives two warning shots. Yeah. Then he goes after her. He, her he clocks face. her right. He stops for a second. He hesitates. Yeah, I did. He hesitated. But then he just knocked her out. I think just like the difference between the people of Bartertown and the kids, I, I kept thinking, I went back, I, I don't think they named their little like oasis. It was, I don't think they it did looked either. like a canyon from the top when sure, they first yeah. arrived. And at some point they say, you know, they call it planet earth and they've got, she's swinging the telly device, the telling device. Up wouldn't you have wanted to live there? I mean, wouldn't you oh, have yeah. wanted, yeah, I mean, I don't know. But they didn't know any better. No. They didn't, they wanted to know what was out in the world. But, uh, and it, which I thought that was powerful. It was like, okay, so he he got there, and then their 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 group was divided. As soon as they got to the plane, he walked away, and like, you know, you had the main guy leader Slake, yeah. I guess, was saying, yeah. he's like, he's not the Walker." He made a comment. Damn, I can't remember what the hell it is. Oh, salvage. He said salvage, and at the end, I didn't figure out until the end, like salvage meant salvation. Yeah, I was thinking that they're oh somebody's gonna fix the plane, but that's not what that word meant to them. You know, as the kids growing up or whatever, but he was convinced that yeah, the guy said he wasn't Walker. Mel Gibson said he wasn't Walker, and there's nothing out there and blah blah blah. So he didn't he say he hated stay. Jews either. You know, no, he did not. Then apparently, <laughs> I, he probably didn't know any in Australia. Why would there be any Jews in Australia? It was I all the know. British people, right? exactly. It was uh, and convicts. I think it's got to be one of the most interesting country histories. Yeah, know, absolutely. Like, the world, absolutely. Like, they just anymore. sent all their closer. fucking like, murderers and killers there. If it was as far away as New Jersey, I'd, I'd probably go. But Absolutely, you would. Any farther than... I've always wanted to go. I've to always wanted to go. It's great. Well, no. Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, where's my car that we banished? I've been, th- I've been through Jersey. Yeah. I Actually, I went there for a wedding, too, on, a, on another occasion. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I, I shouldn't talk like I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, just, I mean, it's just kind of, eh, you mm-hmm. know? But Australia, I've always wanted to go. I've always wanted to yeah. go to New Zealand. You know, I've always wanted to go out. But that you, way. I, I so worried. I'm so worried about the. Uh, you lose a day, like going there. Like you show up. Yeah. Tomorrow, that is tomorrow, Marland for mm. us. They That's probably a really added good point. that line for the Western world. Are they in the? They're probably not in the Western Hemisphere. They I don't know. Be. I don't know the hemispheres very well. I think after Hawaii. It's been years since I had an education, so. Well, I'd have well, to look. I'd have to look something up. This movie is for you. <laughs> so. Quick question: mm-hmm. You like dystopian future movies? You like sci-fi? Always, you know, always, yeah. Uh, are there any tropes of this movie in dystopian? I don't know the, the, the word the, trope. Okay. Are there idea. are there <laughs> are there any um, overused ideas or uh, tricks? If I would say, you know, uh, I that, did that. You thought was kind of like, oh, come on. I mean, I like to say this movie kind of broke ground for when it came out. Mm-hmm. You know, but watching it now, I mean, right. a lot of stuff has kind of been done. Well, you've been inundated now. I, I, I started thinking about Waterworld. Of course, because of course. the thing missing from Bartertown 
was currency. Yeah. And I realized the whole thing, Mad Max got sucked into. And a, mutants. He got, huh? And mutants. Mutants? There, there, were, no, there were no mutants. Mutes? Mutants. 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 Okay, I'm sorry. The two Utes? <laughs> I'm sorry. You, this is a, <laughs> Mutants. No, there weren't any mutants. But there was, there's no slime. currency. Right. So it's like that's what part of what made trade so sacred because in order to have a currency, right. you and I have to be in agreement about what's valuable or there has to be some central authority. Right. Since their you know, auntie really wasn't the central authority, Master Blaster knew that. Master Blaster made yeah. her say that out loud. So and how did they really keep the authority there? I mean, let's face it. Anybody, anybody could have over... weapons at the front door. And anybody could have taken her, though, in a futuristic setting. And this is yeah. not to be, like, sexist, but this is yeah. just kind of like, look, there's no cops, there's she no law. She didn't say, yeah. You know she what I'm saying? She saw an opportunity. I w- I'm thinking that if there, there was a world war... She was an American business person. There were no other Australia. women backing her up, though. I mean, she was the right. only woman, it the seemed. Top, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so it just seemed... I, I, they didn't show the brothel. They mentioned it. Right. I like to see... I don't care if... Like in Hook, they had right. the painted faces up sure, in the windows. Sure, sure. That's all I need. I'm right. Just, I'm just curious who they're banging in the right. weird dystopian future <laughs> thing. You know, wouldn't you want to know? In Hook, they show you who the pirates are banging. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah I got you. Some are big and gross. They're, you know, but their makeup's all... In Willow, Val Kilmer even wears a dress. <laughs> Val you know? Kilmer was addressed? Yeah, with I the fake tatas. Not was a woman. It, was that in The Saint? Was that in Tu Wong Fu? I don't no, know. that's uh, that's Willow. Yeah. I'm not. I know I've seen it. That's more fantasy. That's less, the, just less, okay. less dystopian. Yeah, get, get stay in your lane. I'm buddy. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I guess uh, were there, was did you have any favorite scenes of this? Was there I'm anything still, okay, where you I'm were stuck like, on the tropes thing? I, I just wanted to say like. Oh, gotcha. I mean, there have been plenty of similar themed movies and stories since then but like i just get annoyed like why are they obsessed with energy and fuel the kids were doing fine yeah but they did have yeah. water they did have water and i don't i'm not sure why everyone was in the middle of the fucking desert like did they really just... you would think water would be the primary thing right yeah it should, it should always be. be the primary thing because even in the beginning the when he's walking into bar to town one guy's like water water pure yeah. water i love and the he, geiger counter that was the only time counter. they mentioned yeah. that yeah they see, well, it's a little fallout. I like that line. That's like why you have fallout. Mitchell Ryder yeah. on a podcast, because you knew what that was called. That I, guy is great. I was like, well, that thing that Jake that goes... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it, goes, and it goes nuts when he yeah. gets to the thing. Yeah. Ah, what's a little fallout? <laughs> he keeps going. <laughs> and you hear him as he trails off like, water, fresh water. He mm-hmm. just starts it's over H2O. with his H2O, don't yeah. you know what that is? It's not Halloween. Yeah, but just the, the obsession with fuel. So it's like Master Blaster has the knowledge yeah and then once he got well master has the knowledge and when he got blaster now he had the strength and right. the knowledge and i imagine the world before the war master's real he's a is a midget if you guys haven't right. seen the movie or a dwarf maybe he's just i don't i guess he's a midget i guess he's dwarfed by by pc standards but a midget by 1985 standards i feel like there are specific measurements to that like oh, a dwarf okay. is like i i really thought it was just a, i really I thought it was a pc thing yeah. i think it is like Maybe I don't fucking know. I don't feel know. Like Hashtag an asshole me now. also. Yeah. I feel like an asshole. Don't anyway, an asshole. he's a little person, a littler person, smaller than us, and he's riding on the back of a pretty large, you know, guy that you later find out. I guess it's Down syndrome. I feel terrible yeah. about this part. Of I the think I, no, I think he. I think it is. I think it is just. And I'm going yeah, off of uh, that Corky from that Life Goes On. You know. Nope. Okay. Life stops. And dead. I'm dating myself. Comment. <laughs> anyway. I mean, was he was a, a, was a huge show. guy, and I feel like okay, so master. He's a much littler person. It'd be easy to write out, even in today's world. Like it would just, you know, there are so many assholes out there that would right, and they'd be easy to circumvent. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But one, and then you look at somebody like Blaster, who maybe couldn't have taken care of himself exactly. if he didn't have someone watching out for him. Right, he was he's too much of a threat to himself and others. Right, so they might have killed him. So Master needed Blaster, and Blaster needed Master. So they kind of saved each other, made the best of it. 
in that world. Meanwhile, they're in like a power struggle. And you think about what's her face. I think uh, Tina. Auntie. Auntie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I imagine, I think sometimes just attractive people, like all, a lot of us, you know, rise up. Maybe it's more I think of a you're political one, thing. I think you're 100% right on that. I think it, I think you hit the nail on the mm-hmm. proverbial head. Right. Okay. I think it's, I think it's purely uh, sex and image. Yeah. And she rose from the top in that. And that's. I don't think that's a degrading thing to say. I think that just is what it is. I think with, that it is an empowering Yeah. Message. I think her sexuality empowered her into that position. Well, I, think, I think it's good for the town saying that like, hey, we're safe enough that women and are treated equally or something. Or like, hey, we have a well, woman Well, because they almost like worshipped her. There's a naked, uh, there's a naked Asian guy. There were you naked know, people in the movie? I didn't yeah, see it. Playing saxophone. Oh, you know he what I'm was. In the that's corner, right. He you was blind saying? though, I think. He was blind. But he was naked and, 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 and playing saxophone. So that right that, there is like yeah. anytime you have a naked saxophone player, mm-hmm. it tells, it, there's clearly something sexual going tells on. You all, you know? Everything you need to know. Yeah. And I wonder, as far as instruments go, I mean, I'm not really familiar yeah. with the saxophone, but Come you on. can't play it without a reed, which are delicate and right. you need wood. And there was no trees in that movie. Well, you are named after a famous musician of sorts. So, I mean, you should know this, if anything. Uh, of course I do remind our listeners <laughs> who that is. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I just Google. I just Googled it the first oh, time you were. Right. I was like, well, "Who is know, Mitchell Ryder?" I'm not going to tell you. And he was a he, he was like a musician back in the '60s. You Googled me. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can never leave here alive. <laughs> oh, no. I wasn't planning on it. I, I think well, so the trope that they're stuck on energy. Yeah. Like in this one, it was pig shit and methane, which I thought was a cool twist. Probably for the '80s, that was probably a huge twist. Yeah. Because I mean, when he explains it, it's one of those scenes in the movie where. Like the, one of the characters is saying it almost for the audience, like, "Oh, right, it comes right. from pig shit. It's methane, highly combustible." Blah blah blah. Just go with it. Go and then later with they've it. got the fuel, and it's like, "What the hell is the value?" Of that? And they had neon lights. Right. I had thought about that twice. Right. I'm like, they could have just been burning. It's like all of that is just kind of for show. Like it's not helping them live. They didn't have you didn't they didn't show water purifiers. Right, right, right. right. If they had it. Meanwhile, the kids have no energy, and they're doing excellent. I think the biggest thing is that. And here, here it is too. That when they did the telling, when the girl did the telling, mm-hmm. and she says it right in the beginning. I should have written the line down. Excuse me, but she says it's the story unites us all. Right. You know, so the kids in Planet Earth, I'll call it, they were all united by a story, whereas Barter Town was about something less tangible, almost like trade. Trade is, I mean, the story is an idea too, sure. but it's something more than an idea. Trade, like trade, is just one thing, and it's hollow, and it's just. Two people, and it might be a fair trade, might not be, doesn't matter. It might be a marriage. But it's a trade nonetheless, and it binds the two. Yeah, but the story, you know? the story can grow and shift and change, and you get older, and you can look back on what the story was, and you can look forward to hearing the story again or hearing the Just story like you change. can look forward to watching this movie yeah. again and again and again. You should. You've got to see it at least twice. I mean, or just <laughs> maybe they're better than me. I rewound a lot. Another thing, Mel Gibson, so she saves him from the desert. After yes. getting the gulag. Yes. Has the, to me, I would say just almost an obvious. The monkey technically saves him. The monkey helped, but he didn't keep going because he was down when Savannah. Right, but the monkey brought him the water. I mean, which was if amazing because I, I mean, wonder how far. He had to have been miles monkey, and miles. Yeah. Because that, that monkey was catching up with a horse. Walking. Yeah. At, at, with at least half a day's uh, you know, time and ahead. And I can't believe he didn't get down before that. <laughs> like, he didn't no, get off the horse till the horse fell. And, no. you know. I love the head, the mask they put on. It seems so unnecessary. Like it's that great oversized. though. It doesn't matter. It's it's cinematic. It's beautiful. I, I do it's, wonder it's, how it's hot George it Miller. Maybe you know? that's a. I had to look him up again because I was. I, I thought he was. He's not. 
It's well, Frank it's, Miller. It's, I'm thinking. I was thinking. It's you're Sin thinking City. of Frank Miller. Sin, yeah. No, George Miller is. He, I mean, he's famous for the Mad Max trilogy, obviously. Hmm. But he just kind of fell off the map for a while and then started making like Happy Feet movies. Yeah. And Babe. <laughs> I was like, I had to look at it. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, this is way. Yeah, yeah. All right. Twist. Maybe he's just a big animal lover or something. I don't know. That but makes he, sense. He's Babe weird. was a good weird guy. Babe he was supposed to make a Justice League movie back in the day and it never came through. He had actors and everything and, everything, mm-hmm. and they were, they were, they started production and it was going to be like, you know, a younger Justice League and the script got leaked and everything like that. And it just, Warner Brothers just shut down production, like for no, didn't even provide an explanation. It's one of those like little uh, backwoods myths yeah. for the Comic Con community. I mean, what goes down in Australia, you're never going to hear about it. No, you're never not. I think they sent every single one of the actors on that gulag oh, with, yeah. with, with masks. <laughs> you know? Now I need one of those. But I loved the Thunderdome scene. I'm just a little upset that. I don't. I'm just a little upset that more of the movie isn't based in Thunderdome and yeah. Bartertown. I kind of wish more of the movie was in Bartertown and less of it was in the Oasis, so to speak. The Oasis was, a, it seemed a little bit long, I guess. In yeah, relative, it just kind of like I, takes the movie off course a little bit. It was the classic, like the three act or whatever. You know, he yeah. ends up in Bartertown, then gets kicked out, and then tries to stay, but then chases him back, and it ends up in Bartertown yeah. again. So uh, I would have liked to see. I wanted to see more of Bartertown. I don't care yeah. about Tina Turner's little thing, and that seemed to be the only place anyone. It didn't show like a bed or a kitchen. Like I'm yeah. assuming she kind of lived there unless she was working. But it didn't I could have like, seen more scenes with him fucking up some of her dudes too. I mean, like when he's yeah. in the, when they try to like do it the test. You know, it wasn't a super action no, movie. It's not, not until the end in the chase scene. And I feel like that was a, you know, that was the third, the final of the series. And those were real cars that they were wrecking, by the way, which is fantastic. Those okay. were real cars that they were just destroying, like with real stunt drivers, like driving over other cars. Were I thought they, that was fantastic. Were they attached to the cars? I mean, yeah. No, I just think it's amazing because, like nowadays, a lot of stuff is CGI. So to watch some of okay. that stuff, it's a lot more visceral. You know, when you see cars getting shredded and they don't explode. You know? Right. I think it's probably <laughs> cheaper. Maybe back in that day, I don't know. Eighties. I don't know. They didn't need a whole lot. I'm sure they were probably still. Splicing the film like by hand. There were stuntmen that wanted nothing to do with his movies because his stunts were so dangerous. Oh, really? They were just like, no, <laughs> we don't want it. This is no. <laughs> I thought so, about when he was driving. He's like, uh, the guy tells me there's not enough runway at the end of the movie. He's like, there no will be. Runway. Like, no, there won't. You're driving right in front of the plane, <laughs> and then you're hitting another car. Not enough runway. Those cars are wrecked. The plane's right behind you. You don't have it. But he dives forward. Yeah. And there's a line of cars yeah. wide. Like, you're going to get hit. I told right. you about the turtles. He didn't, he didn't get run over. Yeah, you did tell me about the turtles. The turtles I almost hit today. Like, three of them. Like, they got lucky. That would have jacked up your day, right, if you had hit them? I would have felt terrible. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I had a side conversation with a friend, a uh, mutual friend, mm. and he he hit a squirrel, you know? And I was like, man, when that happened to me one time, it jacked my day up. I mean, I was going into work. And like I hit it on the way out of the house, you know, so I got on the interstate and like the whole way into work and the whole night at work, I was just like in a shitty mood because I killed that squirrel. Yeah. But I guess this guy, our mutual friend, uh, Jimmy Golden Cadillac Johnson, he hunts, you know what I'm saying? And he's been hunting. So he was like, I mean, I wasn't that phased because it was kind of a bummer, but, but I was like, dude, I would be bummed. Like I would have right. like, seriously, like it, maybe, maybe you intended to. I, I don't know if I need to get, get like reexamined or like, <laughs> I don't know. I've only hit I've hit roadkill one time and it was just similar to that. I think I was on my way home from work, and I, the person behind me must have seen it. I was like, God, like a perfect record right. of not hitting yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like slamming on the brakes to yeah. avoid a deer. Oh or, my God, yeah. You know, swerving for the turtles or a rabbit or whatever, and I was banging on my hood, um, you know, the dashboard of my car. Like, damn it, I was. Just, yeah, it was upsetting. Yeah. yeah. 
not as bad as a skunk that sticks around a little bit more. That it shows that you have empathy, you know, yeah, I guess for so. other living things. I mean, even if you do eat meat, I mean, I eat meat. Oh yeah, but it doesn't mean I want to run over a bunch of squirrels. You right. Know? Like maybe maybe fish. Like as long as it's not like a chemical killing of fish. Yeah. Yeah. But like if I got a whole bunch in a net, and they die, I'm gonna end up eating them. I wouldn't feel as bad about that. But if like there was somebody spilling nasty stuff in the water and that killed a fish, I would feel bad about it. But I maybe not still as bad as like poisoning pigeons in the park. That's another thing like with animals <laughs> in a dystopian future. I like how we just skipped over poisoning pigeons in a park. <laughs> she offered him animals too at the end. It was weird. Yeah. Like she was like, I'll give you a fuel, methane, yeah. food, animals. <laughs> but like, like that's the thing. Like, only in Demolition Man, right? Mm-hmm. Do they explore rat burgers? Oh, I right. need more futuristic movies to explore that. You know oh, what I, mean? I just watched. I fell asleep. I had to put it on. I fell asleep. What happened to Monday? Great movie. Oh, you, okay, you finished. Yeah, it. Okay, I finished well, it. Yeah, don't ruin it. It's really good. It's I really saw, good. I saw up until like Tuesday got caught, and then it's really good. I blacked out. But Netflix. they were eating rat. She bought rat at the very beginning. What's her name? Naomi Rapace and um, I'm probably French. I'm probably butchering her name. And then Willem Dafoe's in it. Yeah, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is so good. He just shows up and stuff, and you're like, there you are. You're kind of creepy, yeah. but I love you. <laughs> yeah, you know? he's a solid, you know, beast. Solid dude. He's around. I don't know. Love him. So you didn't have a favorite scene? I've mentioned Bardo Town and the fight scene. I know you weren't a fan of the fight scene. It kind of took you out of it. You didn't like the bouncing. Well, and up the, and yeah, down. it's just it, like okay, it just seems so. Like we gotta put this in here. Like it wasn't all enough of yeah. Thunderdome. I noticed she called it an episode. It's like another episode. I I feel like there's so many correlations. Like how Bartertown and Planet Earth were similar and how they were different. Like she says, "Oh, welcome to another episode of Thunderdome." And then you got the kids over doing the telly, and they've got a thing like the television, but they don't refer to it like that. right. That you know the telling's a story, but it just seemed goofy. Like when he pulls the the, and they only put two weapons in there. They put the giant hammer and the chainsaw, and I was like, "Really? That's just those two things? There's not enough." Like he tries to pull him and slingshot. But it him is, but it is great when he runs after him with the chainsaw once he finally gets it started, and then when it, and then when it <laughs> then stops, it he, out, the yeah. guy runs after him. That was a funny little. I mean, yeah. it's, there's a simplicity to it, you know, which I can appreciate. Slapsticky. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. It, like the action at the end, or even or when he chases when he goes back to Bartertown with the mm-hmm. with the Lord of the Fly kids, right? Yeah. And uh, one of the guys sees him. You know the the naked guy with the with the construction helmet. There's a okay. Look, first of all, her henchmen working bar. It must be really hot in there because these guys are like naked. Iron they're greased bar. up. So we're talking about the weird. Nah, he had the weird like uh, Japanese like yeah, mask that's, thing. That, that's no, this guy bar. was like the guy working on his, on on Mad Max's car, trying to trying Black to trying trying to yeah. And he had uh he just had a construction helmet and he was naked, pretty much all naked. Mm-hmm. He looked like He Man with a construction helmet. Well, you know they were saying? burning. I think they were burning the the poo. So they yeah, so they were sweating you bullets, the fires, and yeah. but they're jacked up. So he sees him, and he kind of smiles nervously, and then runs off. So Mad I, Max runs after yeah. him. They go around a corner. Mad Max has to run. Then, then you see Mad Max running That's, back after the crowd of uh, yeah. bad guys is after him. It's a classic. Scene it's a right classic there. scene. You mm-hmm. see that in all kinds of stuff, like Indiana Jones stuff. But I think this was a first okay. when that came out. I want to say. I, I want to say this is the first movie that ever did that shtick. I think it's got to go back, like to black and white. Like I, I love Elvis and Costello. I was yeah. like that. Not yeah. so much the Three Stooges, but like Elvin Costello had a lot of movies out there, and I think they were just any slapstick comedy is going to have that. Like, or I think even even Family Guy did it. He drives in a tunnel, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's back, pushed out by the train, coming the other way. And stuff. <laughs> Favorite scene. Favorite scene. You know what? Like, just as I was getting to the end, this and you'd find this interesting too. Like when she's monologuing, they get to the city, mm-hmm. 
Um, first of all, they're still flying in the plane. And close up and on the cap on Jedediah is his name. Close up on his face, and next to him is one of the feral kids. It's I, his name. I had to look it up. His name was Skyfish. Okay. And it's like their faces. I'm like, why? His son was in the co- cockpit. Why is it this other kid? That that had to have been yeah, a choice. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, five seconds of just them, and you look at his face, seeing the city, and then the kid just kind of like not really getting it. Anyway, she's doing the telling for the last time, and you see men in the back that weren't there. Like they are not with those kids or anything like that but you see a big mustache just there's like oh, three or four guys I don't think I noticed ca- that as the camera yeah I had to rewind it because I'm like I saw a mustache were they members of the film crew or they, and, oh, yeah, oh another thing uh, favorite I hate to say it like the credits is my favorite oh man <laughs> still, you, lo- that, you love that song that no, Tina Turner song I did like a you know at the beginning of the movie the music it caught me off guard because it didn't feel right with the movie <laughs> and it felt like maybe they're trying to jar me out of it or into it or whatever I mean there's definitely cool scenes I like I told you about the train scene where the, the guy's the iron bar and he's hanging mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. And he's gotta he's gotta do like the sit-ups or almost a pull-up so he can not get hit by that thing and sort of laughs. iron bar is relentless man yeah and he almost died like four times before yeah. that point and then even then he wasn't dead and even when he dies quote-unquote mm-hmm. I don't know why I said quote-unquote because I'm pretty sure he died Eventually, but he just gives a lot. He gives one last like just middle finger, you know, you know. Well, that was in the pig shit. He fell in the pig shit. And that was, I think, after. No, after at the very, very end, after he wrecks in the car, after Mad oh, Max that's right. dives right. into oncoming traffic right. and lives. Focused on you just see things. his arm, you know? Yeah, he's reaching <laughs> for the mask. Finger, yeah. I started wondering, I'm like, all right, is that like memorabilia? Like, did he lose his love back in the day? So now no, he's got it. No. Okay. Well, might not have been. She could have been a weirdo. Maybe he's just a weirdo. <laughs> I also had a theory that, like, all right, people are cutting their hair. Like, most of her gang were all bald. Yeah. Like, and. Uh, and sweaty. Yeah. Sweaty too, but they also wore those weird like peacock things. Those people in Barter Town, they had like, there's a scene where I remember Tina Turner was yelling. I think after they're just before they run after Mel Gibson and the kids after stealing the train, and you see skulls like in the wall. I'm like, man, they've got death as like their decor in Barter Town, whereas the kids had like, animals. Yeah, you know. I, I noticed a stuffed bird on her head, and it's like, no, that that's like a head. That's the yeah, neck. You wonder who's doing all the bird. taxidermy around yeah, here. Yeah, and know? I was like, well, taxidermy is kind of, there's a science behind that. It hasn't and, been in since Bates Motel, you know? Like, yeah, I imagine it had to be stinky. But yeah. Of all the hair, I think the makeup and everything was pretty good, because those kids' hair was like dreaded up and disgusting looking. I was a little disappointed we didn't see at least one mutant, like one guy with gills or one guy, you know what I'm saying? I mean, come there on. There are weird people, like, Fury Road, they had like yeah. deformities yeah, or something yeah, yeah, yeah. about him. But like I said, Blackfinger, he had the the thing in his neck that you just hardly notice. I mean, it's only I mean, he's it's there the whole time. I looked for it the second time I noticed it, like because I you know, it's being such an old movie. I think that the openings, kind of the the tempo of movies, sometimes it's easy to fall in or mm-hmm. out of interest or whatever, or just kind of lose it. I know that I was watching it again this afternoon. And I was like playing God of War. I think at the same time, like you know, you can't really do that. You can't no. really. You, you kind of can with some of these older movies. It's something you've seen before, but I, I couldn't absorb anything. Right. But uh, you couldn't absorb the, the full impact of the of the the subtle nuances of this work of art, this gem, this this diamond in the rough. I, I still I'm still working on the favorite scene. Maybe when he's hanging upside down, the kids first wake up just because it had a flashback of Hook, and I loved the hell out of that movie. Hook Robin is a great Williams. movie. Hook is a great movie. I don't know if you're like, fly, Walker, fly. I want, I want, I want, I want me, 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 mm. now, now, yeah. now. Smee's me. Smee's me. I'm Smee. 
<laughs> what don't a try to stop me. me, Smee. Don't try to stop me, Smee. Don't you dare try to stop me, Smee. Try to stop me. Smee, stop trying to stop me for the love of God. Stop me, Smee. Smee, I am about to shoot myself <laughs> in the head. Why aren't you stopping me? <laughs> Such a great movie. TikTok, yeah. Oh, man. And that. I guess we should have done this for the podcast. Dude, yeah. The opening of that movie was frightening because yeah. when, they, when they get home and there's the. the the claw mark yeah. the wall and yeah. it's on her head like and they took the chill dude that was that was yeah that was a wreck for that man that's a classic yeah. i thought this was a classic too i guess it is in a way and for my youth i don't know what the appeal was but i really love these movies growing up i have i i feel i have a lot more respect for it now than i did uh, the first time i watched it was easily 15 years ago and all I, re- I remember, the two men enter, one man leave. And it's been referenced. Like, that's sure. Absolutely. Classic. Absolutely. I think the writing like that, not only the language, but some of those things are just, it is powerful. Saying two men, oh, when, he's, uh, when he yells at a master blaster about the car, it's like, break neck in three seconds. One, yeah. two, listen to the law. Yeah, exactly. Like, those are cool, cool scenes, but I don't know, I just... I like to get into the Oasis. It's just, there's an innocence to it. And it's like, hey, it's a safe, you know, mm-hmm. got all these kids. This is one of the things I mentioned the credits uh, for. Yeah, that, yeah. What a cool way to say hello. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be great. I would do that every time. Absolutely. I'm going to start doing that. There you go. And, uh, at work, at home. and <laughs> We have to let you go. So in, in the, uh, when he first gets to town, okay, it's when Savannah is taking that group of kids off. They're, they're trying to get home or where we, you know, go off into the nothing into the desert and he wakes him up and the little girl's saying oh we gotta go like she mentioned Kusha but I don't remember seeing but they said that she's about to pop like she's yeah. pregnant yeah. but I don't think it, it ever shows a pregnant girl and I don't remember that at all right and when Savannah is giving the telling the first time around she says and you all have to remember this story so you can tell it to the ones who are birthed at the end of the movie as it's panning across, it's panning across the crowd. You've got men in the back, and they've got the older kids, and then the little kids, and then Savannah. And Savannah's holding a baby, and she refers to. She said instead of saying the birth, she says the newborn. And then mm. in the credits, in the credits, it says Kusha. Dot. The only one that's like it says Kusha. Dot. 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 The pregnant girl. Yeah. Wow. Like it's a joke. I, I get the feeling like, all right, maybe she was, maybe she was in labor, had stuff, and never actually made it into the scene. But see, I didn't catch any of that. Oh my, yeah, because I, I mean, I was furiously, like I said, the last couple hours before, I, when I was like preparing, I'm like, I need to know this movie. I need to have something good to wow. say about it. Well, look at you. It's funny. It was so funny. That's why. Well, I think I'm impressed. If I, if I had done nothing but watch the just the credits, that's something you would have seen. It would have caught your eye. Like, cushion dot dot dot. The pregnant girl. Like what? What? what the hell is yeah. that? And they all and the way they separated the credits is like uh, the flying jalopy, which was a word people use. Yeah, and and, and and then special assistant to Miss Turner slash special assistant to Mr. Gibson slash. I think I think Turner had I think Tina, there for- I think Tina had like like five special assistants, right. you know, because she was kind of a kind of a big deal. So I mean, I ended up loving the movie by the end of it, by the uh, you know. Well, good. I'm glad. I guess two and a half. I see after rescue, Max is laying out like a funeral. White Ash, I did mention that. It's almost no, it's, like he died and was born. He died in the old world and was reborn in the Oasis. Yeah, that's true. And it's funny when they're doing the first telling, he's sitting right up in the front. That's like a cute thing with all the kids surrounded by little kids and all the older kids were in the back. So it's almost like a, a re-education. Like, yeah. Hey, forget everything you knew in Bartertown. See, and 
this and is so like when, you're a good story to I need to have you on the podcast more just to just to re-examine some of these older movies. Pick better movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Just kidding. But it was you know you think about it. It's like, all right, this guy. They, they they the kids keep referring to the knowing. They don't know what they don't know. Right, and it's not that Nicolas Cage movie. The oh that was uh, yeah. That was a thing. That yeah. was definitely, that was definitely yeah. a thing. No, I like that. I, I keep I get that one mixed up with uh, next. Yes, <laughs> knowing I liked I loved the end of it because they all died, but he knew it was going to happen, and the kids kept you know taken away. But I'm sorry, I just did I just recommend. No, I, I, I never I never saw that. <laughs> There's a lot of Nick Cage movie, Nick Cage movies I just haven't seen because they oh, all kind of blur together to me. Okay, like, next, do you know what like, next was about? Next was where he could see the future, but only like yeah, a couple like minutes, a couple minutes ahead. Knowing was um, knowing he knew the world was going to end. It's what happened was uh, his kids in elementary school. They had a time capsule from like decades earlier, and his son or his daughter they pull one out and it's just a page full of numbers front and back, and. You know, they think that he did it, and so they send a note home or whatever. Right. And dad's looking at it, and I guess, he's, of course, he gets drunk and figures something out or whatever. But he starts noticing course, in the sequences of, of numbers, there's like it's a date followed right. by the number of deaths that happen on that occurrence. Huh. So he starts like nine eleven is on there, and then other stuff, and so he starts breaking them all down. People think he's a conspiracy theorist or something wild's going on, but then he goes to the coordinates. It's the coordinates and the date and the death toll or whatever. And so he's going to one of the coordinates and there's a plane crash happens like on the road right in front of him. And so, and it gets to the end, there's like the last date and it's not too far away. So, and then they're kind of doing that. So you have to edit Interesting. it out. Okay. Well, now I feel like I have to see it. It was, it was cool. There's a scene where um, he's in the garage. I guess they had moved. I don't know if they moved into the old house or he'd gone to where the girl who initially wrote the page of numbers, he went to her house and he melted the paint off the door and she had carved the numbers into the door like all over. And so he's still trying to, it's crazy. It's, it's funny because he's not a bad actor. He's not. He's done a really, he's done a lot of really good movies. I think he's so, but he I don't just, know what makes a good actor though? Well, I mean, look, I, I see, I see him in, I see him in leaving Las Vegas. You know what I'm saying? Where I he plays the alcoholic who has to drink him. He drink, trying to drink himself to death. Okay. Or I see him in raising Arizona. Yeah. So like I that's that's range, you know what I mean? So that's that's what I I like to think determines a good actor is I'm when I see range. You know? I I think it I don't know. Like when somebody can somebody make you forget like, that right. you're watching a movie. That's, but yeah, when that's I'm watching a, yeah. Nicolas Cage, I'm always going to know like, well, this is Nicolas that's Cage. That's true, but I also think that has something to do with the movies that he picks. Yeah. Because I think in in theory a lot of the movies he picks like the, the plot's really good. Mm-hmm. Like the plot at least at least the premise is a good idea. Fair enough. Yeah. It's like, just not executed. I just, I just thinking of Gary Oldman. I wanted to bring him. I mean, like you see him in Matchstick Men. Sorry, Magic he's great. Men. He's yeah. great in Matchstick Men. That was, that was good. Lord of War. I did not. I, bringing I out the dead. Of course, you know what was really great recent, recently is uh, War Dogs. That was awesome. It's got uh, well, people. War Dogs. I don't remember their names. Oh, uh, <laughs> I want to say Seth Rogen. Jonah like, Hill. Jonah yeah, Hill. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Somebody would have. I didn't finish it. I didn't finish it. That was, that was good. It had little funny things, but it was anyway. I, just distracting from the fact that I hadn't seen enough Nicolas Cage movies. Oh well, that's okay. Who was the girl in Magic? It doesn't matter. That was it was okay. It just it got a little much. They I remember reading that like that was wrote, one of her first movies, and she showed up in Big Fish. I forgot her name. I love, Allison I, Allison something. Not Allison, Allison Pill probably. Mulaney uh, maybe. No. no. Lay something. It's filled with bullshit. Movies. I don't know. It's a talent. Big I mean, Fish is great though. Yeah, I haven't seen that in forever. That doesn't. It's a tearjerker. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, what do we? What do you want to write this movie? Uh, we have six 
beautiful ratings oh, on the show, as you as you should know by now. What are the top two? Do you recall? Mm, you got them all. I'm glad you asked. I'm going to mm-hmm. list them off for you. We have Call to Work Good, Movie Theater Good, Buy It on Blu-ray Good, Catch It on Cable Good, Sick with the Flu Good, and Solitary Confinement Good. What do you say there, pal? I feel like I just had it, like Catch It on Cable Good, but what yeah. the, what's the Solitary Confinement one? So That's that's if the they, bottom. That's, okay. that's like the bottom. That's like, look, look, like you're in a hole deep in the ground. You haven't yeah. seen the sun, but like for like, what, 30 minutes a day, mm-hmm. somebody slides a copy of Beyond Thunderdome <laughs> under the door and you're like, yeah, I guess I'll watch it. That is the only the only condition under which right. you would watch it. Right, okay. exactly. Yeah, okay. Then it's it's Catch It on Cable. It's Catch It on Cable. I, would, I wouldn't call in to work for it. I wouldn't buy no, it on Blu-ray. No, I wouldn't call it to work. I, I, I don't know if I'd buy it on Blu-ray you either, even though I technically bought it <laughs> as part of a part of a bundle deal right, on Voodoo. I was going to say, if you found the first three Mad Maxes, eventually yeah. they're going to do it. Cause I just saw that there is going to be a sequel to Fury Road. Yeah, it's like supposedly in development, but the they, they got to hurry up because like George Miller's, you know, he's getting There's going to be a bundle. So if you find the bundle, yes. Yeah. Obviously, if you if you yeah. get a five pack of Mad Maxes, I bought this with Lost Boys and Lethal Weapon one on Voodoo for like that's twenty bucks. Kind of, I mean, I guess timeline wise, I mean that's it was just eighties. It was just an eight. It was an eighties bundle. But to and have I, that, I, I didn't Mad like Max, any of the other ones. <laughs> they didn't have the first. Was like, I guess you already had it. I shouldn't judge. I rented it. I'm yeah. a renter. Yeah, <laughs> I usually rent too. Like I rented Buffy the Vampire Slayer when uh, you know. The original, yeah, I did. we did that like a few weeks back. I loved that one. That yeah, it's good. Fun. It was it was enjoyable. That, it was fun. That, that stuck with me for a long time. It was when fun. My friend was floating out the windows. Like, yeah, let me in. And he's like, like no, man. Oh, that stuck with me for a long time. Yeah, that was it's great. same here. Really same here. Like well, I agree with your rating, sir. I concur. I would catch it on. I would catch it on cable, even I though have, I technically bought this. Yeah, this is something that, that <laughs> like, if you just see it on it's, Netflix, we're saving the listeners from. Yeah. Making our own absolutely following absolutely. our own path. They need to travel their own path. I had a theory that Savannah, when because Slake stayed behind. No, Savannah Ann Hesh is that her character? No, that's oh. not actually Ann okay. Hesh. It's uh, I it's, looked her it's up a fake Ann Hesh. She died recently. Oh my god, I thought Maybe it was Ann Hesh. No, 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 no. I for, I forget her name. It looks like her though, doesn't it? It did. Yeah, when you said it, I almost like is he being sarcastic because he's really on point with that. Like <laughs> she looks a lot like her. So no, I don't remember her name, but she Ann Hesh. An Australian actress the whole time until okay. she passed. But, so, but you had a theory, nonetheless, about that Savannah because, being in Georgia. Because the guy with the kids, he stayed at the Oasis, and it was just a small group. It's funny because they mentioned in this telling like 20 kids that Captain Walk had loaded up with, but there's way more than 20 kids there. Yeah. But when they split, they lose one in the desert. Mad Max catches up with them to save them. It The movie ends how it began with Mad Max alone in the desert yeah. and a plane flying away. Yep. Because the is That's which I great. thought was interesting, and they also the kids also get their thing with somebody who catches the wind in a way. Oh, this is okay. My favorite scene in the movie. Found it. I'm sorry. I've been it's thinking okay. about it. It's okay. It's okay. We've already rated the movie. We're about to wrap things yeah. up. Go ahead. Drop the train, it. Train is going. They're escaping, and then there's the kids standing on a little hill. Of, of dirt that's pushed up on the track and it's like this is a stick yeah. he's got an oversized hat with yeah, weapons I love it. and I love tools it. And like, anybody moves in that dead meat oh I think we're all dead meat when he <laughs> sees the guys coming so it's booking. I love that he tries to warn his dad and his dad just ignores like dad dad they're coming with dead meat we're I dead love meat. how he's just running down the hill with his oversized boots and his oversized yeah, hat with his you. oversized machine gun yeah with a gun and everything tries to warn his dad and then uh, the fact that until the kids come down there, the dad, he hears the voices and he sits up and Mel Gibson sees him. The little kid was already in the plane. It was yeah. started. Yeah. And you know he knows how to fly. He yeah. was going to leave his dad. Oh, absolutely. He, he, he was, was going. so self-preservation mode. That oh, was, I think I we're that was all dead, mate. We're all dead. 
little dead mate. That was great. That was, I think that was my favorite movie. That's when I looked at it scene. and realized it, like, I'm glad you brought that up because that's a great fucking scene. I forgot about like, it. That, that guy, the dad, he's in Road Warrior. Is he? Same character. Really? But no son. That sounds familiar. I haven't seen it. And I, it's not really acknowledged. Like, yeah. like Mad Max sees him and he goes, You. <laughs> you. But it's like, it's like a double thing. It's like a double meaning. It's like, I'm saying you because you're the asshole that knocked me off the camels with the plane. Right. Or are you? Maybe he wouldn't have been able to he really wouldn't have discern. Seen. Yeah, because yeah. the well, or maybe he's saying you for the audience because it's like you. Yeah, you know, like hey, I remember I'll you. Throw back to the other one. But well, in Road my, Warrior, he had like a little like small like homemade helicopter. It was, th- it was kind of bizarre. My theory was that Savannah was you know in Fury Road they come across the women in the desert oh, and have the seeds. Oh shit! Because Slake was the guy who stayed home. Yeah, and the women go out like it's not all girls that she left with, but. Women You're thinking do, it might be her growing up. Yeah, women do wow. outlive men, or or her progeny, or like yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, they talk yeah. about the timeline. How like, um, what the hell is the Fury Road guy's name? Nick Hardy. Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Tom Hardy. How he's supposedly in his 30s during that yeah, one. Yeah. But in this uh, Beyond Thunderdome, he was like in his 40s or whatever. He's got the gray. Interesting. So like on. Fury Road's shot is technically technically takes place before. Yeah, I'm not too attached to the timeline. You know, know. who can be? I mean, at this point. And he only says his name one time in the movie. He's like, me, Max. Max. Me, Master Blaster. Who you? Disarm. He doesn't say much in Fury Road either. And the Fury Road's so good. It's probably the best Mad Max movie. Fury Road? To be honest. Um, I don't know why we didn't watch that one. I own that one too. (laughs) (laughs) You can always get it. But we can can circle back to that if you want. We could have done a whole month of Mad Max movies. I mean, yeah, I'm still I'm, okay. I was intrigued by the idea that what motivated the kids was a religion. They basically had a religion, a story they kept telling. They had yeah. artifacts. They had the, the um, so it's like the kids have the telling and that broken down plane where Bartertown had trade and the Thunderdome. And I was I was just intrigued by that. And even when he tries to tell them not to go, he shoots the gun. So he's trying to use force to prevent them from leaving, but it's not enough to stop her like no. taking off, which I thought was incredible. I mean, he shoots at her twice, and right. she throws the spears back, kind of showing like she can handle. Because she's so out determined there. to find the truth to get to to fulfill that prophecy. Yeah, she wants just, the knowing. Know, right. I mean, they all the kids wanted the knowing. She wants to know the true truth. The true true. Yeah. What is that from? Uh, Cloud Atlas fuck. Something. Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I was I was thinking about that earlier. The way they spoke in that just reminded me of. It was I don't great. Know. Yeah, it was great. I wonder if there are people working on the same movies. Yeah. yeah, I'll leave you with this. Did you have you heard of this thing where like our whole reality has like shifted at some point? The weasel in the CERN. Yeah, like the the Bernstein the Mandela the, effect. The Mandela, yeah, the oh, yeah. the Berenstein Bears and all that. Do you, yeah. you put Berenstein? We read the Berenstein Bears. You, I you put much it. stock into that. I watched a lot of that. Yeah, Fruit Loops being spelled differently. Who? One of them was like Fruit Loops, like yeah, yeah, like you know the double O when it's like it it, it was Fruit Loops, but then it was changed or something like that. There was like yeah. a shift. I think um, sometimes maybe it is an age thing as people. Like when you're at a certain time period, like the Sinbad genie movie. Yeah, yeah. I think it is just one of those things. I mean, Sinbad was gain maybe not at the height of his popularity or approaching it. There's certain similarities. Commercials, I think, will do that to people. But I've heard, oh, the JFK, like how many seats were in the car? Oh, what, what's that? What's that one? Well, how many seats? What kind of car? Like not what kind of car, but how many seats were in the car? That Four, right? In? No, it's six. It's six. It was a six-seater. Yeah, and it looks really weird because the, fam- the famous picture, if you see a picture of it, you got to look closely because there's a second row 
of seats in between. He was he and Jackie were sitting in a third row of seats. Interesting. And the second, it's kind of like the angle that the most famous picture that comes to mind when I think of it, you think it was only four seats. Right. And it's really weird even so looking at it. your brain just like, processes that because you're used to seeing four seats in a car. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, even like, and then there was a uh, there was a video, there was like a, a Secret Service recreation of the event, and these are supposed to be like detail oriented people, and in their recreation of the event, the car that they used had four seats. Interesting. And then there was some memorabilia, in like a museum built that had like they rebuilt the car or something, and it has four seats. So it could be just one of those brain farts, but having hundreds of thousands at least. I mean, a ton of people have the same brain fart about the same thing. It could be the same thing about Fruit Loops. Yeah. Because you look at a box of Fruit Loops and your brain just processes that. I, I love it. People, you know. I'm excited for the people who don't know what the Mandela effect is and they search, type that into YouTube. Yeah. And you find, like, I like the one, I started watching where there's like 30, they listen to Dude, I just things. found out about it like recently because I was listening to a podcast and somebody else was talking about it. Mm-hmm. And it was something like the Bobby, it was like the, the, the Bobby Lee uh, Tiger Belly podcast of all things. You know, so it's a comedian podcast and mm-hmm. it just came up. And I, I love how you can listen to something and then, but what I find weird is like, I'll listen to something, right? Somebody will be talking about that, right? Yeah. And then like, I'll see something like a week later Quirly. from somebody else. That is. And my friend used to call that, uh, Mr. Harrison Christie used to call that the, the Dalsim effect. You know, Dalsim from, from, S- from Street Fighter? I almost said SNL. You know, Dalsim from SNL? No. Yeah. Uh, from Street Fighter. Yeah. Like, you know, somebody's talking about Dalsim from Street Fighter, and the next day somebody's talking about Dalsim. I think that's so. That's worth a test, but that's no one has talked yeah, to me you're about right, Dalsim. You're right. But I'm just saying. There's something <laughs> like, I've learned so about. What, what's it really called when, when you're talking about something and then like a two weeks later? That's that serendipity? No coincidence. I thought serendipity. Oh, eh, I, I thought you were going to give me a little, something a little bit more mystical. I've got mystical. some more scientific stuff, and it's, it's a Because coincidence, I feel like, is more like, you know. You just happen to land on a pile of matches Happenstance. when you need when you needed the gasoline. <laughs> Hold on, maybe I got that. Kismet? No. So I, I feel. Like I don't know. I don't know. But I, there's a. It's always fun to talk about that kind of stuff with you, because it's you know. Because it happens. There's a bundle of nerves called the reticular activating system in your brain, and it gets all those billions of bits of information every second, and we're processing it. Only filters out like the things that you're paying attention to, like five, six, or seven, ten okay. of them maybe. And uh, it's like when you buy a new car and you start seeing that car around a lot. Like, I just bought a Volvo, and I just see Volvos all day on the roads. Like, every road I'm on for longer than two minutes. Oh, my God. And that's those cars are always there, but you're paying, you're, your brain is now giving them a heightened importance. And I think with people, with a subject like Dalzim or something, uh, if it's someone you know well, it might be one of those unconscious gestures, like the intuition they just kind of pick up for some reason. It lights up in their it's brain. It's probably like, more of a stretch. Nick, like Nick is thinking, you know, maybe you're just thinking about Dalsim. Right, right. Uh, that is a stretch for sure. But the reticular activating system is real. And I think that's a, And that's uh, why you have Mitchell Ryder on a podcast. Yeah, that's, well, and now that Mitchell Ryder is the second most interesting thing about me. That's fantastic. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for, Thanks for coming over and hanging hey, out. That's why we do this. One man leave. Oh. <laughs> what are the odds of that? And he just pointed to himself. And I'm yeah. glad you didn't point to me and give me the international, you know, well, I'm going to slit your throat. <laughs> I'll wait till you're fastest, until I'm oh fastest. Oh, my God. I could totally marry you. Marry <laughs> you. Well, uh, if there's anything we said on the show that cause any kind of alarm or any oh dysfunction, gosh. whether it was in your bowels or your heart. I feel bad about the midget comments. So. Any of your organs. 
if you had any kind of apprehension about anything we said or you or we went too far maybe we were intrusive maybe we weren't intrusive enough mm-hmm. please remember at the end of the day it's just fiction don't take it seriously thanks for listening